Welcome to the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, and I'm here to help you on your journey towards honoring yourself every day. This is a journey of self-healing and self-discovery. Becoming aware of our subconscious root story, owning who we are, and shifting perspective, we begin to awaken to our higher selves, and with that, live a more intuitive, intentional, and fulfilling life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Life Podcast. This is the first episode of season three and of 2021, and it feels so good to be here recording from my Boston apartment, which I returned to just two days ago. I was in the Florida Keys for the last two weeks or so. Um, That's usually where we spend New Year's Eve uh, with my family, and that felt really nice. We we're down there for quite some time and um, longer than we usually go. And I think that's just because many of us had the ability to work from uh, home if we needed to, so no one had to rush back to an office or anything. And uh, we could just enjoy our time together and the sun, and that was really, really something I needed. But at the same time, I could feel myself toward the end of it really craving my my little nest here that I've built for myself and really actually feeling that excitement to go home, which is something that I had kind of forgotten how that felt over the last two years or so of, of traveling, um, you know, aside from being in lockdown, of course. When I had been on the road, I was always kind of wanting to keep going because I didn't have that, I, I no longer had that place of my own to return to that felt like a coming home, like a, a returning. And I think that's significant for two reasons that I want to dive into in this in this episode. Um, one being I didn't physically have a place of my own anymore because I had left my New York apartment and um, I didn't like move anywhere else. I knew that I was going to be on the road for an indefinite period of time and I didn't want to be paying rent somewhere. And I also didn't know where I wanted to live, where I, where that next place for me was going to be. I had an idea of where it was going to be. I thought I was going to be on the West Coast, California, probably either um, San Diego or LA, but I didn't know. And so I was going to travel and then just kind of vibe it out. And when I felt like moving, I was going to move. But because I also didn't have any more this space of my own to return to when I was on the road, every time I went from one place to another, I kind of was continuing the the traveling probably past the time where I normally would have continued traveling if I had a place of my own to return to because I didn't have that ability to say, oh, I can't wait to go home. Because even though I've always had, you know, my family home where I grew up and my parents' house and that will always be there for me, it wasn't a place that felt like me. It wasn't a place that resonated with who I was. And nor nor would my old New York apartment have resonated if I still had that available to go home to. It wouldn't have felt like me anymore. And so I didn't have a physical place to return to that felt like me. And at the same time, I wasn't really tuned into the coming home to self. I, When I had finished traveling, um, mostly because lockdown forced me to finish traveling. If it weren't for lockdown, I would have kept going. I probably would have gone on to Australia, 
that was the flight that I had booked from Bali um, that was coming up next. And then that had to be canceled with, with COVID. So I would have still been on the road. And then lockdown came and that was what grounded me back in um, my family home for the vast majority of this, of this year. And by that time that I was forced to come home, I still didn't know where I wanted to be. I didn't know where I wanted to live. And I think that's because I was still, despite all the growth that I had done over that last year, year and a half, I still wasn't fully connecting with myself, with who I, with who I feel like I am right now. And it was something I was avoiding because I knew, I knew on some level that in order for me to get to that point of really, really tapping into myself and connecting myself, I had to give up an identity that I had been holding onto, gripping so tightly for a long time that I knew wasn't serving me anymore, but I just couldn't let it go because I didn't know who I was without it. And that identity was this sort of fitness identity of myself that I've had. Um, and I've talked about this before on other episodes and um, conversations that I've had regarding getting my periods back and, um, you know, sort of shifting away from the quote unquote, like trendy wellness world that I think is overtaking social media and um, the, the, the genuine desire to cultivate greater well-being in our lives is sort of being over, um, overrun by a lot of marketing ploys and um, diet culture and things like that. And it's, it's not a healthy space. And I was feeling that heavily. And I was I couldn't help but feel like in a way I was contributing to it and knowing that an identity that I'd built for myself when I was still in New York and um and creating had been had been tied into that. You know, I was a fitness instructor. I um was teaching about nutrition and and while both of those things are so important, I'm not trying to say that nutrition and fitness um you know and, and when I mean fitness, I mean exercise. Um, and, and and feeling strong and healthy in your body, those are incredibly important things. But I think that I was a little bit um, getting swept away with those negative sort of connotations of trendy wellness culture, and I could feel it weighing on me heavily. And I knew it didn't resonate, but I didn't know how to shift out of that because so many of those beliefs around how my body had to look. Um, what was expected of me as like a quote unquote fitness or um, health influencer? Um, what was what what people wanted to see from me? You know, I felt like I had I had pigeonholed myself into this identity, um, and you know, to really commit to myself and to my health. Um, and to my well-being and to really uncovering authentically who I am, I had to shed that. I had to shed that identity and all of those messy layers. But at the same time, that was an identity that had defined me for so long because um, I had been in this sort of diet mindset, this fitness mindset for honestly the majority of my adult life, if not all of my adult life so far, and the majority majority of my adolescence. I think I first started dieting around the age of like eight or eight-ish, yeah, eight to 10, um, which is crazy. 
um, but also not uncommon. Like so many women I know, friends of mine, people I don't know, but who have messaged me about their their experiences. Like this is so common and we're seeing it now and, and even in younger girls. And it's really sad. And, and my hope is that we are working to create um, a different belief system for girls growing up that they do not have to make their bodies look a certain way, that they do not have to find their worth in how they look, um, in what they're putting in their bodies. And those things, this is the, this is the tricky thing and the nuance with nutrition, um, and, and, and exercise is that these are important things, but they need to be taken with a grain of salt because when they start to overpower and consume our consume us, we're no longer we're no longer doing them out of creating wellness, out of creating well being. We're no longer doing them out of health. We're doing them in an unhealthy fashion when they take up all of our brain power, when they dictate our day-to-day lives when they separate us from the people we love because we place the we place greater importance on those things on having the perfect diet and and having the perfect perfect fitness routine and all that stuff more so than actually like living life. And in many ways I think getting into health coaching initially dug me deeper into this this hole um because I then wasn't just treating these things as like a side interest or um a hobby it was now becoming my career and I'm now I can now see once now that I'm over the over the hill so to speak in terms of um my own recovery journey I can now see why my initial interest in health and nutrition was so strong and it's because of my sickness I was you know, uh, I guess for in terms of terminology that most of us know, orthorexic. So I was obsessively um, trying to be healthy to the point where it was unhealthy. And um, I thought that it was something that I was just like super passionate about. But really, it was because food was the only thing that was really on my mind 80% of the time. And if it wasn't that, then it was you know, what I was going to do next for, um, my workout or, you know, just, it it was, it was literally taking up like all of my brain power, these, these two things. Um, and then when I was like, oh, you know, I can also help other people to, to do this, to focus on their health and nutrition, then it just sort of gave me, it gave me permission to normalize the fact that these things were on my mind 24 seven. And now since I've been going through recovery, a huge reason, a huge reason why the high life, what it is now, what I coach on now has shifted away from focusing on nutrition and fitness and, and sort of the the initial things that, um, I felt were ways to honor yourself every day. And again, don't get me wrong. Nutrition is important. Exercise is important. Those things are totally valid and not trying to put down anyone who coaches on those things because we need them. But for me, it was not coming from a healthy, honoring myself every day place of mind. It was coming from a place of mind that I needed to 
fit a certain image. I needed to look a certain way in order to portray myself in a certain light. And um, it was something that had been creating my beliefs around my self-worth from a very, very young age. And so letting go of that has been so much of my mental recovery journey, my self-healing just as much as actually physically healing my body um, and healing my relationship to food and exercise. And so as I was saying, a huge reason why what I focus on now in my coaching and in the high life and in all my content is no longer focusing on the food aspect, the, the fitness aspect, and is now focusing on this relationship that you have with yourself and looking at what are the things that define you and how are you spending your time? What are you focusing on? What are How are you trying to deepen your relationships to others and connect with others on a regular basis? What are the things that fulfill you? Um, because these are now all things that I have the capacity to consider. And as I was going through my recovery, these these things started coming up for me because I started caring less and less about food and exercise, um, which is what's supposed to happen. And so when I stopped caring about it so much for me because I was freeing my mind from these oh, these obsessive thoughts, I was like, wow, I really don't, I really don't want to help coach people through this stuff because it is so individual. And I had learned so much from diving into and exploring these topics of nutrition and and gut health and um, you know integrative medicine and all of these things that I've learned, yes, how important they are, but also how focusing on so many of these things and trying to do them like to the textbook or whatever, like some other holistic pra- practitioner recommended um, without them really knowing me in my situation is just trying to apply it to myself while while trusting their advice that this was like the best thing to do for everyone, following those things actually made my condition worse because in many ways it was more restrictive. In many ways it 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 appealed to my perfectionism. And those were things that that I really needed to let go. So for me, those were things I needed to unlearn to not focus on. My 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 medicine, my self-healing was in letting go and in allowing and in freeing up my mental capacity to invite other things into my life um, rather than really fixating on my my nutrition and my health. And I have a feeling that a lot of people who have followed me in my journey so far resonate with me, have resonated with me up until this point and and because of that, because I like to speak to people who are more or less my my past self, I I know for certain that many of you, if not you, I'm speaking to you right now listening to this, are also going to resonate with the fact that you don't need to focus more on your nutrition and your health. I think that you, listener, I love you, but I think that you know that you already know more than enough about how to have a healthy, balanced diet, how to move your body in a loving way. I think you know these things. And the last thing that you need is someone else telling you that you need to do more of this, more of that. You need to take this product. You need to take this supplement, blah, 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 blah. I think that's going to drive you a little bit crazy. I think that's going to make you focus on the wrong things when really if you are looking to further your well-being, you need to deepen your relationship with yourself and you need to look at the things that you're avoiding in your life. 
um, the things that aren't bringing you fulfillment rather than trying to micromanage your food and exercise and try to force your body into a place it's, it's not comfortable being. And I think really that this is what honoring yourself every day is about. Yes, honoring yourself every day is about nourishing your body. It is about moving your body in a healthy way. But more so than that, it is about cultivating this relationship to yourself. It is about understanding yourself. It is about understanding the belief systems that you've had over the course of your life that are shaping the decisions that you are making currently. So that if they are decisions that have brought to you a lifestyle that doesn't align with you or relationships that don't fulfill you or a career that doesn't fulfill you, that you can start to recognize what those beliefs are so that you can then shift them to create a reality that is not so distant in the future that does fulfill you, that does feel like you, that does resonate with you. Because I can so clearly remember where I was just like a few years ago, and they don't even feel like years, they feel like months ago, where I was sitting in a place and feeling like I should be so grateful for everything that I have because I'm not on the street. You know, I have a a home, I have a roof over my head, I have a job, I have food, I have friends, I have all these things, but I don't feel like me. I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel excited when I wake up every day. I feel just kind of like monotonous and like blah. And on top of that, I have this really unhealthy relationship with my body, with food, with exercise. And I just know that that's not what life is. I shouldn't be moving through my day to day, constantly wondering about what am I, what's my next meal going to be? Am I allowed to have this? Am I allowed to have that? When am I going to move my body again? Oh, I need to move my body first before I can eat that because I need to like earn that. And like, no, Like that is not health, that is not wellness, that is not what life should be. To me, I think now I see how our wellness shouldn't be something that we are just trying to constantly construct every like every second of every day. I think that true well-being is getting to a place where you feel you feel so good within your own skin that you are able to Put your energy towards creation, towards connection, towards community, towards whatever things that you love and letting your health kind of just operate in the background because you don't have to constantly think about it. It's just just there. It is your body allowing you to move through life in a fluid and seamless way where it's not interrupting you and you're just experiencing life because... I can tell you, like, when you're focusing on the wrong things, you're not going to feel like you're living fully at all. You're going to feel like you're blocked constantly. You're going to feel frustrated. You're going to feel like you're at war with yourself. And that's not, that's not how it should be. That's not wellness. And I also want to emphasize that when you are on this journey and when you are moving to this new place, this new, this place of letting go, this place of shifting into alignment it's not going to just constantly be like butterflies and rainbows all the time. Like I definitely still have days where I feel blocked. I have days where my old beliefs come up and I feel like I'm an imposter. I feel like I've, I haven't progressed at all, but that is so normal. That is all part of this journey to have these dips, um, to have these like 
lows and and highs to experience the whole spectrum of your emotions because that's another thing that kind of gets dull and dampened when you just try to you know ignore the the aspects of your life that really need the attention and you start to just like try to micromanage you kind of shut off your emotions and numb yourself to that so when you are opening up and expanding your self-awareness and your self-healing you're going to experience like deeper lows but you're also going to experience much higher highs. And this is different from sort of that like toxic relationship type of um, high and low that, you know, I'm sure that you're familiar with where it's like, oh, like it shouldn't just be like extremes. It shouldn't be like super low lows and super high highs and bouncing back and forth all the time because that's not healthy. It should be like nice and stable and reliable. This is different. This is in order to really experience like the whole spectrum of your humanity, you need to be able to sit with your lower emotions and know that they don't define you. You need to know how to speak to yourself when you're in those lower emotions so that you can over time rest somewhere in this healthy, reliable in between where you know how to experience hardship and challenge and not have it keep you stuck there. And then knowing how to pull yourself out of that is what's going to allow you to experience those really moments of clarity and alignment and, um, and, and joy and vitality and vibrancy more consistently. Um, so I know that I feel like I've run on a huge tangent and I'm trying to remember where I really started off this, this episode. Um, but I know it had to do with coming home to me. In order to actually create a home space that felt like me, I needed to fully commit to tapping into who I am. And I couldn't do that when I was still holding on to that past identity, when I was still holding on to these beliefs that I needed to look a certain way, that I needed to, that that health meant having this perfect diet that meant that whatever even is a perfect diet, because again, it's so individual that it just, it doesn't exist. So it's stupid to try to <laughs> try to achieve that. Um, not only does it not exist on the, on the collective level, but it doesn't exist on the individual level because what you need right here, right now is going to be very different from what you used to need. It's going to be very different from what the future you will need because bodies change. That is just fact. So having the quote-unquote perfect diet is just, it's a moot point. It, it's, not, it's not achievable. It's not sustainable. So just let that go. If you take away one thing from this episode, it is please let go of this concept. You can have the perfect diet and just let yourself live your life. Let yourself enjoy food. Let your body be what it wants to be and treat it with love. Treat it with respect. Because as much as I liked to tell myself back then that I was treating my body with love and respect and that I was honoring it, at the, at the base of it all, I was not. I was trying to tell it how it should be. I was trying to tell it this is how it should look if it's healthy. I was trying to say my mind knows better than my body. I know what you need. I'm going to overrule all the signs you're, you're telling me because I know the science and I know my stuff. I know my stuff. Um, I know my stuff. I know all the things that I've researched and all the things that I've learned. And I know what my certifications have told me and all of this. I, I, I was not 
tapping into the innate intelligence that is my body and what it what it knows that I can't fully comprehend. But it is just my duty to listen to it and to befriend it and to inquire about it. And I now have so much more love and respect for my body and what it enables me to do on a day-to-day basis, how it enables me to show up for what I love, which is coaching. I do love coaching so much. And I'm so grateful every day that this is what I get to do for a living. And for knowing that I still get to connect with people and help people in this way that is not focused on their health and not focused on their, like, when I say health, not focused on their nutrition and their fitness. And it's focused on their true health, which is their relationship to their self. And within that, how how that relationship to that to their self is dictating what food they put in their bodies, how they move their bodies. But on a grander scale, it is how they are connecting to and relating to other people. It is how they're showing up in their day-to-day routines, their careers, every action that they carry out. And the healing relationship with your body is significant because if you are trying to get into a place of living intuitively in alignment with yourself, but you're doing it before you actually heal the voice that is powering your intuition. And by that, I mean, if you are currently operating from a place where you are relying on the voice of your ego, of that fearful place that your self-worth comes from, outside you that comes from your physical body that comes from your level of productivity that comes from you know what others think of you then the intuition and i'm using air quotes the intuition that comes from that isn't actually your intuition it is being overruled by fear and so when you're operating from that place of mind you can't actually get into alignment proper alignment if if that's you know where you're com- if that's the place of mind that you're coming from you need to first heal that. You need to face that voice and learn to speak to that voice so that you can actually find who you are without the external defining factors, without the external identity, so that you can actually get to your core identity. And from that place, tap into your intuition and create the world that you want to live in create the environment, the relationships, the career path, the everything. And this is a process that takes time. It is not an overnight process. It is not a step one, step two, step three type process. It is a very highly individualized process because it's going to depend on the background that you've experienced in life up until this point, the things that have instilled these certain beliefs in you, um, it's going to deal. It's going to deal with where you currently are in your physical health and um, any obstacles that you're facing. It's going to deal with current relationships that are in your life and the beliefs that those relationships are bringing up for you. So there's so many things involved, which is why I believe so much in in one-on-one personalized coaching, um, so that you can work with someone that you trust to unravel all of those stories, all of those places where you are either self-abandoning or identifying with something outside of you so that you can slowly start to self-heal and figure out who you truly are. 
And it's such a beautiful journey. And it's one that I hope that no one is trying to shortcut. Um, I hope that it's one that you are fully invested in every day. And I hope that it's one that you're not trying to just whittle down to the basic things of nutrition and exercise because it is so much more than that. And you can try for a long time to try to avoid asking yourself all of these deeper questions by just trying to fixate on those two very superficial things. Um, Trust me, I know. I know what it's like. And I'm trying to help you to steer away from that. I'm trying to help you see that, yes, how you feed yourself is important, how you move your body is important, but what is more important is the relationship that you have with yourself that is fueling those decisions, that is fueling those behaviors. Because if you're not looking at those questions, if you're not looking at where those beliefs are coming from, then you're not actually doing the work. You're not actually working to heal yourself. You're not actually working to create a sustainable, fulfilling life. You're placing your worth in things that don't matter. And that's not going to create long-term happiness. It's not going to create connection because you're not actually connecting to yourself. And so how can you connect to other people if you can't connect to yourself? These are all really important things that doing this work is going to reveal to you. And it is going to be a roller coaster. It is not going to be this just like constant incline where every day you feel better and better and better and better. It is going to be hilly. It is going to be rocky. It is going to be a little rumbly. And that is the point because it teaches you resilience. It teaches you how to pick yourself up. It teaches you how to rely on yourself. It teaches you to trust your body and to trust who you are to carry you through the challenging things so that you can experience so much more of life in a much more present way in a place that isn't coming from fear or ego. It doesn't come from a place where you place your self-worth in the hands of others. It comes purely from your higher self. And so I say all this because these are all things that I If I could speak to my past self, which is essentially what I'm doing here right now, anytime I hop on one of these podcasts or Instagram or anything, I'm speaking directly to my past self. And I know that there are so many who resonate with who I, who I used to be with, with where I used to be. And in no way am I trying to say that I am better than, or any of that. Absolutely not. I'm not better than anybody. I am. We are all equal equally loved, equally deserving. But I have an awareness now that I wish that I used to have. And maybe if I had these this awareness back then, it would have it would have helped me to avoid a lot of pain and suffering, but at the same time knowing the, not knowing these things is what put me on the journey towards knowing them and put me on the path to experience all the things that I have experienced thus far so that I can be at this place now where I can share this awareness. So if you are hearing this and this is resonating with you and you are learning from this, take this as your sign, as the thing that needed to happen to you in order to shift, 
in order to have the awareness to make these changes in your life. Because for me, these weren't just like thoughts that appeared out of nowhere. These were things that I also gathered over time through listening to others, through reading others, through experiencing things for myself. And this is an experience that you're having now, listening to this, listening to this, these insights that I have had in my own life and sharing them with you. This is an experience, a sign that these are shifts that are okay to make, that I think on some level you've known and you just have been scared to actually listen to that inkling because your ego is telling you it knows better, but it doesn't. So this is permission for you to face that truth that is within you, that you've been silencing, to tap into who you really are, to let go of those external factors, to really trust yourself, to really find yourself. And if you're someone who feels like they need more support in their journey to do that, I would love to work with you. I work one-on-one with clients over six calls over the period of 12 weeks. So one call every two weeks. And I work with you on Zoom. So we got face-to-face. I record the session so you have them to listen back to as your own personal podcast to learn from the thoughts that are coming up for you. And you can actually hear yourself speak and think without that constant chatter that happens in our minds where we can't actually think clearly because we constantly have this inner dialogue. So when you actually speak out loud and have to vocalize your thoughts and your beliefs to someone else, you're forced to actually hear sometimes for the first time what you are truly believing and the thoughts that are actually actually dictating your day-to-day actions. And so that's a huge part of coaching. And I love that part so much. This is something that a coach of mine did for me when I was getting coached, um, hearing the, hearing the recordings back and hearing myself think. And I had a lot of aha moments and I've, I've seen my own clients experience the same thing and it's beautiful to witness. And so if you're hoping to get that one-on-one support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I have a few more spots available to start new clients this month in January. I take on only a few clients, um, at a time. So that I can devote my full time and attention to each one. You can reach out through um, my Instagram DMs. You can shoot me a note there, or you can just head directly to my website, feelthehigh.com. Um, you can also just type in meredithwadsworth.com. That's like a new thing. I just bought that domain and had it forwarded. So that's pretty cool. Um, you can head to either one of those and then you will see my coaching page and the application. It's really short to just fill out if you are interested in working together. So I don't even really know what I'm going to title this episode. (laughs) I will figure it out. But overall, the running theme is in order to come home to yourself, you need to know who that self is and you need to strip away identities that are holding you back, identities that are resting on external factors. You need to do the self-healing work in order to actually get to a place of true health. All right. I think that's enough rambling for one episode. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you stick around for more of season three. We will have a lot more of these solo episodes um, as well as occasional interviews, but I really want to spend this next season of the high life going into more 
coaching style episodes, more um, reflections from my own journey, because I think that's really what's resonating with a lot of you at this time. Um, And I also want to do more community style calls. So I want to do more Q&A style podcasts, um, as well as community coaching. So I will have occasionally coaching calls on Zoom where a few people at a time can jump on, get a little bit of coaching with me one-on-one, and then the community can learn from their coaching. Um, because a lot of us have the same kind of questions, a lot of the same experiences and hearing someone else can get coached can be really insightful for your own journey. So a lot to look forward to in the coming months. And I cannot wait to get your guys' feedback. Um, please, if this episode or any other episode has resonated with you, or you think someone else would benefit from listening, please go ahead and share that with them on your social via email, whatever. You can also support me and the podcast by go ahead and subscribing, leaving a review and giving it a five-star rating. All right, guys, with that, wherever you are, be there fully. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Take care.